With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's keep it of our voices. Welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show. I'm your host, Elder Coilette James, and I am so excited and so grateful and so thankful that God has chosen this moment in time for you to join in with us and to be blessed by what God has in store for us. A gracious good morning to my awesome co-host. Good morning, Tanya. Good morning, Elder. How are you? I am so incredibly blessed. How are you? I am. I'm just grateful to be, like I told you before, in the presence of God one more time. That's the biggest blessing Amen. of mine. Amen. Amen. And I think we have our funny bone on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning to you. You know what? I am here. I've been running. And you know as well as I know I'm too fat to be running. So I'm a little bit out of breath, but I am here. <laughs> well, good morning, Mr. D.L. Henry. My goodness, we seem to, it's like our wings had been clipped for a moment. So it is so good to hear your voice this morning, live and in living color. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My wings have clipped, but God said I got two wings to bear my feet. <laughs> Amen, amen Well, I am so excited I am so excited today And I I know I say that a lot But you just have no idea what's bubbling up inside of me Because there's such a great expectation On what God has in store for us today We have such a special guest on the line with us this morning Who is going to share her heart um, she's going to share her experiences, um, and and if I tell you, this woman has a powerful test. She has multiple powerful testimonies, but um, 
Oh, my gosh. When you just, when she opens her mouth, literally, and this is true, and you'll feel it, when she opens her mouth, you can just really feel the presence of God coming out in her words. So it's an incredible thing. Our guest this morning is um, British-American Dr. Christine Mercy Overton. She is originally from Great Britain. She now lives in America, which is an incredible thing. We've been blessed with her presence here in our country. Um, She is a Judeo-Christian theology professor at Now Faith Ministries Bible Seminary. She she holds doctorate degrees in theology and divinity. Um, she's a former United Nations representative over the Congo and Armenia, Haiti, and India. Um, and she is an author of an incredible book. And the book title is 50 Things I've Learned from 50 Years of Life, Five Decades of Aha Life Learning Lessons. She is an incredible, incredible woman of God. And all of that is on top of the fact that in 1989, she contracted meningitis, which she'll talk about later on in the show, but she contracted meningitis um, during an, um, an incredible flu pandemic in Great Britain and actually was pronounced dead, um, died met a guardian angel, went to the gates of heaven, and actually stood before God and with Yeshua, Jesus the Lord. So, like I said, we are in, in oh, my God, in store for such an incredible show today. I would just like to have um, Dr. Christine just welcome our listeners and say hello. Welcome to our show. We're so honored to have you. Thank you so much, uh, Elder Sister Colette, and I'm so um, uh, honored and humbled that you uh, you would invite me, and uh, good morning, afternoon, good evening, everybody, and welcome, and hello to Sister Tanya and Brother D.L. Henry. I, I, I'm, so, I'm so thrilled to meet more brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for inviting me. Amen. 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 Well, we are we are just honored and thrilled to have you. Seriously, but the thing in in our conversations that you and I have had over um, the past week or so, the things that that really struck me so much. Number one is your humility. I mean, just after all the things that I just read and 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 I just skimmed over the top because your accolades are many, but you have such a sweet and a humble. Spirit. And that just that just really touched my heart. Um, just to hear the love of God that's within you to me is an incredible thing. And to know, you know, you you've gone through so much in life, but it's just I don't know. It, to me, when you've experienced the love of God and it comes out in all that you do and all that you say, that's just an incredible thing. How do you how do you keep um, that humility in in light of, and I'm sure you you know you you hear things from so many people because you've walked in so many different arenas in life. But how do you stay so sweet and so humble in the midst of it all? <laughs> um, oh gosh, <laughs> I obviously will always give the glory to to God, and I think that as we talk later in the show about when I went to the gates of heaven. 
Um, and as you say, I had my time with uh, Yahweh and with Yeshua. You can't fail to um, feel this tremendous um, love. Every every man, every woman, every boy, every girl uh, is our brother and our sister. I, I genuinely uh, walk through life realizing that everybody is, is my brother, everybody is my sister, and that we are here on earth to love one another and to be truthful and uh, decent and dignified and graceful. We, we are the living, walking, breathing representation of Christ on earth. Um, and he is our, um, our master. He is our prime example of how to, how to conduct ourselves uh, as, as, we, as we are privileged. It is a privilege to be alive. There are people right now, as, as we all know, there are literally people right now gasping for breath, um, praying that they have um, a, a, a more, another day, another week, another month, more time with their family, mm-hmm. but it is their time to go home. Uh, Earth is not, uh, uh, it's a temporary home we're passing through. So uh, as I walk through each day, I realized how privileged I am to be alive, to have all of my um, senses intact, um, and it is our job to care for one another. And, you know, you talk about humility. It's very obvious when you meet people um, whether or not they really uh, really do live for Christ because um, you should be humble and, uh, and meek and loving and gentle um, and, and that and, and hopeful and joyful. All these amazing things come when you truly um, make Christ the center of your life, the center of everything you you do. Amen. Amen. I, I wholeheartedly concur with that. That is so true. Well, I don't want to prolong things. I know you had shared with me that God had given you a specific message for us this morning. So I just want to release you to allow God to speak through you and use you as he will. So the, the airwaves are yours. There are two things that um, I, I'll be talking about in um, in this hour together. One of them is my experience uh, and uh, when I went to the gates of heaven and the message that God has for all of you who are listening today. I'm going to say it now and I will repeat it to you later because it's so important that you hear this. God said to me, and even though you're going to hear it from my mouth, directly from him to you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And he woke me up last night and asked me to read a piece of passage to each and every one of you. Now, it's a familiar passage, and we're used to hearing it, but I'm not really convinced, and he isn't convinced, that we truly grasp it. So today, I'm going to read from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 6, verse 19 to 34. My suggestion to each of you as I read this to you is that you close your eyes 
and listen. Because when you close your eyes, you are not distracted by everything that is around you, the colors, the shapes, everything. When you close your eyes, you can truly hear what God is saying to you. So before I begin, let's take one deep breath so that we can truly relax our bodies and close your eyes and listen. So we're going to breathe in through our nose. We're going to hold that for the count of seven. And we're going to release that breath out through our mouths so that we are completely relaxed. So we'll begin. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, There, your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not one who is more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why? Do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, 
will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Sister Colette, um, I, I would like to uh, ask for your thoughts. Excuse me, amen. Um, first and foremost, just the thought that, especially because our show deals with issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, that God is literally speaking to our issues that we worry over, that we stress over, that we we hold on to. Um, sometimes as a security blanket, we hold on to our, our cares and our concerns and that he's just telling us, you know, because of his great love for us and because he has already provided for us, he is our great provision, that we have to let go of all of our cares, all of our worries, all of our concerns, and just to recognize and understand without a shadow of a doubt, he is taking care of us. He Everything that concerneth us, he has, he has control over and that we just need to release our cares and our worries and to trust him for it all, to trust him for it all. That's, that would be my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we walk by faith. We trust that each moment we are going to have another breath. We have to learn to trust him. Because God sees the big picture. We're like little ants. We can only see what is right in front of us. And that's not always the truth anyway, either. But God sees Mm. everything. And when we ask him in prayer, Lord, give me this. Lord, I need that. Lord, please, please deliver me from this. The Lord will say, yes, right now I will. Or no, It's not good for you. I know you. I formed you in your mother's womb. In fact, I knew you. I created you before you even came to earth. I know you. I know you. So sometimes the Lord will say, I understand this job, this relationship, this situation is really stressful and difficult and painful. And in order for me to move you into a different place, a different position, 
I have to also juggle around, so to speak, or move other people into a different place, which frees you to go into the position that they are currently holding. So patience. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, we talk about patience. We talk about how it's so important to love and to have that faith. As it says, um, these three, three things remain, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. There is enough for us to do right now, today. That's why Jesus taught us in the Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread is not just food, it's clothes, it's provisions, it's and also the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we ask for our daily bread, we're asking for common sense. We're asking for self-control. We're asking that we take care of what needs to be taken care of right now, not even today, because if you think about it, we're not even guaranteed five minutes from now. The most important thing is that right now, right now, we are focusing our attention on him and we are doing our very, very best to glorify him and to offer words of comfort and peace and joy and hope and love to each other. So when we say do not worry, human beings are very good about worrying. We worry about everything. And um, I can tell you that I've learned this lesson many times. And yet, um, you know, the Lord said to me back in 2012, um, I'm going to start to really move your ministry. And, and I will explain about what happened when I went to heaven in a moment because it's very uh, important. But I'm laying a foundation here because I said to him, oh, yes, Lord, you know, I, I will do anything that you want me to do. So he said, well, then I need you to go here. I need you to do that. And I said, but, Lord, I, I can't. I have a truck loan. I have a, an apartment that I have to pay for. I have this. I have that. I was making excuses. I felt legitimate excuses. Nevertheless, I was making excuses for why I could not go where he wanted me to go to. And I needed to be stripped of all of the things that I thought were important. I would have preferred that it didn't happen the way that it did because it brought me to the lowest point of my life. And even our Lord had to go down down, down, down to Hades before he could be lifted on the third day to the throne of grace. Well, in my mm. case, I was stalked for several months by a so-called man of God, a pastor. This man stalked me. And then one night, in June the 4th of 2013, I awoke at 11.30 at night to find this man in my bedroom with a knife in his hand. That led to him breaking back in again later. That led to me having to go uh, into police protection, which was a ter terrible, terrifying, horrific, lonely, depressing, dark place in my life. That led me to grand jury. This man pled guilty. He was given diplomatic immunity. I then had to move from my home in New Jersey I moved to Florida. 
I was just beginning to recover from that whole nightmare when I realized through a phone call that every single thing I had ever owned in 48 years, house, car, furniture, the most important things to me, things that my son had made for me when he was a little boy, a video of my mother and father who had been uh, deceased for many years, but that video, at least I could play it and listen to their voice and remember them. Every single thing that I had ever had was not in a safe house being kept safe for me. It had been put into a storage unit without my knowledge. And every single thing had been auctioned off for a mere $50. And I lay on the floor with a realization from that phone call that I had nothing. And that uh, grief was replaced with rage, with anger, with, dare I even say, hatred in my heart for this whole situation. And I went to my pastor and I said, I need your help. I have never felt the emotions that I am now feeling. And he cried, cried with me. And I said, what do I do with this? He said, he said, you of all people are asking me. He said, people come to you. You're asking my advice. He said, my advice, I guess, is for you to pray and to, and to really work through these emotions. <clears throat> it was the day before Lent of 2014, and I always spend those 40 days fasting and in great prayer and study and with the Lord with no distractions from outside of myself. And the very next day, I received a call from my publisher who said, we follow your teachings. We want you to write a book. And I said, me? I, 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 don't, I don't know whether I'm even capable of that. And they said, we'll call you in six weeks, and we'd like you to have an outline and a title. I said, well, I'll do my best. The Lord said to me, my precious daughter, sit down, sit down, pick up your computer, and off we go. And 23 days later, my book, which is close to 400 pages, was written, and it did not even need editing. And much to my publisher's surprise when I called them, that they're thinking that they were going to get an outline. I told them, the Holy Spirit has moved through me, and I have the entire book for you. Now, the point of that is not to promote my book here, but it is to say that that book talks about how the Lord has been with me from before conception and has moved through my life. He's moved through abuse of childhood. He has moved through marriage, divorce. He has moved with me when I, I lost my children, when I was lying in a hospital a restroom and nobody knew I was there holding my baby in my arms who was dead. He was with me then. This book talks about so many experiences that all of you who are listening to this show today and who will listen to the recording afterwards, it, it talks about how the Lord literally moves through each and every one of your, my lives. And, um, and that when we learn to trust him, when we learn to look to him, not just in our times of happiness and joy, but in our times of absolute loss and grief 
and fear and panic and anger and all of the understandable human emotions of obstacles and challenges, when we can truly, truly understand that God is with us, Emmanuel, God with us, then we are never alone. It is not possible alone. God knows what we are going through. He also knows what we are going to. Listen to that again. God knows what we are going, what you are going through. He knows where you have come from. He knows what you are going through now. But he also knows where you are going to. And when I lost every single thing that I had ever owned, when I lost it all, God pulled me up by my bootstraps, so to speak. He made me write this book. The Holy Spirit moved through me to write this book for you, for you. Yes, it was cathartic for me, but it was written for you. And each chapter, it's short. And it ends with a conclusion. And that conclusion gives you God's wisdom, God's advice, God's prescription for your pains, your sufferings. And, and there's a lot of very happy chapters. But there's a lot of chapters that will, are sad, are difficult to read. And it's really important that we understand that we're not all going to get married. We're not all going to get divorced. We're not all going to have children. We're not all going to be wealthy. We're not all going to have uh, um, fancy cars and all the rest of it. But we are all going to die. We are all going to leave earth. And I want each and every one of you to go to heaven. I don't want you to go to the alternative place. I don't want that for you. And the way to ensure that you pass through a life whether it is a short life or a longer life, it is very important that you, in, you in invite the Holy Spirit into your heart, your mind, your soul, your life, and become saved by his precious blood. And when he comes into you, I assure you, I assure you that your life will change. Now, it's not meaning and it doesn't mean that everything's going to suddenly become a bed of beautiful pink flowering roses. On the contrary, on the contrary, those of us who are saved face the many trials that everyone before us has ever experienced, including what our Lord went through. But we are equipped as soldiers of the cross, as soldiers of Christ. We are equipped with the gifts of the Holy Spirit that move, move through us so that we are able to endure all things at all times with his grace, with his mercy, with his love. I really want you to understand that. The people look at me and they say, Dr. Overton, you have been through so much, too much, more. it's horrific some of the things that you've experienced, yet you still walk with love. Why? How? Because I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that my Savior 
has already paid the price for my uh, misdoings, my mishaps, my, my sins. It's already, the price has already been paid. And when I focus on him, when I look to him, it does not matter what anyone does to me, for I know I am secure. And I know that when I take my final breath, I know where I'm going. And that's what I want to talk to you about today because we are all going to die. And I want to, um, I want to take you to the gates of heaven and I want to explain to you what it's all about and what you're going to see when you get there. Other Colette? Yes. Uh, I, I, I want to, uh, to, to bring you in. I don't want to talk and talk and talk, my sister. I, I would yeah. like to hear, what, what, what do you think, what you feel? You know, um, as I find myself just as moved today as I, I was the, the first time that we spoke and, and you shared so much of, of your trials in life, the thing, as I said, it, it, it touches my heart to know um, I guess, it, for lack of a better way of putting it, it is an encouragement to know that no matter what your position is in God, no matter um, what your relationship is in God, none of us are exempt from walking through situations and, and trials and tribulations in our lives. But the awesomeness of knowing that no matter what it is that we're going through, to know that he is with us. I, I, I never forget in my life, I, I had a, a pivotal experience that was just like the lights came on. Um, and, and I have been saved, this was probably about mm, four years ago, four or five years ago, something like that. So I've been saved quite some time because I've been walking with the Lord for 28 years now. But I remember I was in a shut-in, I was in the church, and was just in a place of just awesome worship before God and, and was just basking in his presence, and I was sitting on the floor, and I just was kind of rocking back and forth, just experiencing and, and enjoying the presence of God. And in the midst of that, he spoke to me, and he said, you, you see how you're rocking in me now? And I was like, yes, Lord. It was just such a, an awesome feeling. I felt like I was in my father's lap and just being rocked and, and nurtured. And, and he said, the same way you're rocking with me now, you were rocking with me when you were a teenager. And when, when he spoke that to me, it was so incredible to me because there were times when I was a teenager that I would go in my room and I would turn all the lights out and I would sit there and I would literally find myself walking. But when I was walking then, I was walking trying to keep my sanity because I felt it slipping away. I was going through so much. I had two little babies. Um, by the time I was 16 years old, I, it was just so much going on in my life. And, and those experiences caused me to feel like literally that I was losing my mind. And I would sit there in the darkness and be rocking. And when he spoke that to me, it, it was like, oh, my God, this thing is real. I, in fact, there was a sister in the church with me at that time, and I looked at her, and I was like, Jackie, this thing is really real. <laughs> and she looked at me kind of mm -hmm. with bewilderness on her face. It was like, 
Yeah, it is. But it was the thought that even at my dark place, when I thought I was losing my mind, he was telling me he was right there with me. So as you're sharing all that you've walked through and and the things that, you know, you've encountered and to know that he was right there, it just really touches my heart because I know it's real. Because I, I can I can hear it, your sincerity in your voice, but I also have my own experience to know that it's really real. And and my thought right this moment is that I'm praying that our listeners are hearing and receiving. I posted all over that this day, this show was going to be an impartation. The impartation that I, I just hear in the spirit that God is releasing is to know that he's with you. It's real. Your relationship with him is real. It is a real relationship. It is tangible. It is more for me, it is more tangible than any relationship that I can encounter on earth. My relationship with God is just that real to me. And just to know that no matter where you are this moment, no matter what you're walking through right this moment, no matter if it's the loss of a loved one, no matter if it's the loss of a physical and and tangible things, no matter if you're you're on that cuspus as I was and you feel like you're losing your mind, no matter what it is, to know that he's there, he's with you, and this is real. This is real. This is not make-believe. This is not fake. This is not phony. This is not somebody trying to sell you a bill of goods. This is real. And that's my heart. That's my heart into what you're saying and what you're sharing. And I'm praying, I promise you, I'm praying that our listeners, no matter if they're live or they're hearing a recorded of this, that they're receiving to know God is right in the room. He's right there with you to walk through whatever it is that you're going through. He's there, and it's real. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. See, human beings, everybody is looking out for themselves. Everybody has their own worries, their own problems, their own cares, their own struggles. Every single person on this planet has problems. Everybody. And there are times when human beings, because they are trying to look after themselves, will, will lie to you. They will hurt you. They will betray you. They will do unspeakable things to you, even those closest to you. Husbands, wives, children, best friends, pastors. Even those who are close to you will let you down. We're human beings. We have our faults and our failings. We're sinners. It's exactly why Christ had to come here. We are sinners. But there is one who will never lie to you. There is one who will never betray you. There is one who loves you so much, who created you. He created you for a job on earth that no other human being can possibly ever do. He created you, even identical twins, identical triplets, etc. Even they have different things that the Lord wants them to do. The Lord is the only one 
who will never lie, never betray you, never forsake you, never leave you, never walk away from you. He is Emmanuel, God with us, God with you. God with you. You know, a lot of people think that they've got long lives, and people often ask me, um, what, when did you give your life to Christ? I was eight years old when that happened. And what led up to that was that my grandmother, who had lived with us for those eight years, and I was adopted from an orphanage uh, by the royal family. I was in a very uh, dilapidated uh, orphanage uh, for my first year. And then uh, my parents uh, came and adopted me and brought me home. My grandmother lived with us. I went to school one morning, and when I came home that night, she was not there anymore. And, and nobody told me where she had gone to, but I overheard, um, I overheard my parents talking when I was eight years old, and I was confused. I was confused. I, and I said, where's, where's Granny? And they said, well, Granny's dead. Well, at eight, what's dead? Well, she, she's gone to heaven. And I went through that process of, well, can I call her? No. Can I see her? No, not, not, not anymore. No. Well, can I at least visit her? And then I start thinking to myself, well, as a, little, as a treat when I was a little girl, to go to a place meant that we went on a bus or we went on a train. So I figured I needed to take a bus or a train to wherever heaven was. And then I realized that I was going to need a ticket. And, and, and then I'm thinking, well, where do I buy the ticket? Oh, the innocence. <laughs> the innocence of being a child. And when I realized that I was not going to see her again, I went into complete shock. And I was in shock for a year. I did not go to school for a year. Um, and I went to church. And my parents, the kind of standard joke in my family was, if you can't find her, you'll find her in church. I loved to be in church, even from as young as two. I would run away from home and go to church because it felt safe. It felt peaceful. I was in church. And eventually, after a few months, the Lord spoke to me audibly and told me um, that I would see her again and that he was with me. Now, it took several years after that for that to actually come to fruition. I was a young mother. I was married. I was 24 years old. And I had lost several children through miscarriage, some of them later on uh, in, in, uh, in the weeks of gestation. And eventually, along comes Jeff. And he is the absolute joy of my life. Uh, he's not only my son, but he is my brother in the Lord. And uh, he is... A, a, an amazing man of God. And uh, in my community and in England, there was a very uh, serious flu pandemic. Tens of thousands of people died. And I contracted meningitis. In fact, in the morning, I was singing uh, Handel's Messiah. And I was fine. I woke up fine. But by 7 o'clock that evening, I was dead. That is how fast meningitis can and does hit. Now when I died, I was very consciously aware of my family crying, grieving. And I came out, the essence of who I am, the essence of who I am came out of my body. 
Now, if you were to have a leg or arm amputated, God forbid, but if you were, would you still be you? If you were to have a kidney removed, a lung removed, or another organ removed, would you still be you? The obvious answer is, of course, of course. Why? Because we are not defined by organs. Because we are not defined by limbs. The true essence of who we are as people is not anything to do with our body. Death is the ultimate amputation. Let me say that again. Death is the ultimate amputation because in death our body leaves us. And I remember when I was standing outside of my body with my guardian angel, really important you understand this, when God creates you and me, he creates an angel who walks with us at all times throughout our life. Now the New Age movement puts way too much emphasis on that. Lift your eyes to the cross. God is who you pray to. Through Jesus, through the advocacy of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and Holy Spirit moves through us when we pray. We don't pray to an angel. We don't pray to all these other deities, saints, etc. We pray to our Father. When Jesus died, took his last breath, the temple, uh, the, the, the curtain of the temple was torn top to bottom, not bottom to top, done by man, top to bottom. That cleared the ancient way of the priest going through that curtain and praying on our behalf. That curtain was torn from top to bottom, which enables us to go to the throne, to our Father, directly, to pray to him directly as our Abba, Father. So we don't pray to our angel. We are grateful for our angel. Our angel pulls us out of all kinds of situations. But we pray to God. I don't want to get that in because it's important. So my angel took me uh, on this journey, my final journey home. And we, uh, we went through this area which was very black and dark and dense. And it was like a pit. I was very aware that there was, it was literally like being in a pit. And all I could hear was this screaming, screaming, agony, shrieking, screaming. And I realized what that was. But we weren't there very long. We went straight to uh, the gates of heaven. I was very aware of a presence behind me. I didn't know who that was at that, at that moment of time. But I stood in front of these gates. No, no, I did not see God, Yahweh's face. No one can and live. But I did see the body. I saw his feet and his hand. Massive, massive hand. But be it that it was a very loving hand. Leaned forwards and touched the left-hand side of my cheek. And I can remember that as clearly right now as if it happened a second ago. And yet that was 26 years ago. I was shown my life, and contrary to popular belief, it does not flash in front of you. On the contrary, it goes by moment, by moment, by moment, by moment, by moment. You see everything that you have ever done, did not do, and should have done. 
you hear and see everything that you said, did not say, and should have said. Let me give you an example. You see a homeless person on the side of the, of the, of the road, and you, you're, you look and you, 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 you recognize that. If you walk past that person, God forbid, and you do nothing but walk past, mind you, the thought is already in your head, oh, a homeless person, or wow, a homeless person. You will see that scene, not how you remember it, if you even remember it at all, because of our interactions with so many. You will see exactly what that homeless person saw and felt and heard. You will also see and witness everything that everybody driving past or leaning out of a window saw and heard and thought. It's very humbling. Because every now and then, God will plant an angel there as a lesson to you. It says in the Word, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or sick? When did we never visit you in in, in hospital or in prison? God says, the very least that you did to these, you did to me. So if you learn nothing else from this radio show today, Please do not ignore other people. Be merciful. Be compassionate. Stop. Pray. Even if you don't want to give money, because maybe you can't, you can smile. You can acknowledge. And you can stop and pray. So I went through my whole 24 years of my life. It took a long time. And it was so humbling. I... I can't even begin to tell you. When you see your life like that, it's very humbling. At that point, the presence that had been behind me came forwards. It says in the word, my sheep know my voice. I know my sheep. They know, they know me. They know my voice. The moment that presence spoke, I knew it was Yeshua, Jesus He said to his father, I know her. She is one of mine. I know her. She is one of mine. You have one witness at your trial. Just one, not two, not ten, one. It's Yeshua. Can you imagine being where I was? And, and, and my only witness coming forward saying, I have no idea who this is. I haven't got a clue who this is. Because at that point, you're going down. But because our Lord knew who I was, because I had, I had given my life to him when I was just a small child, I was able to go through those gates. And I was, all I could hear was, Alleluia, Amin, Alleluia, Amin. I could hear, hear the singing in heaven, oh no, my goodness. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I could have gone through. But God said, No, my child. My precious daughter, I'm sending you back. But you've been dead for a long time. You're going to have a lot of trials and problems. And I was. I was wheelchair bound for years. Terrible seizures, deafness, 
couldn't really do very much at all. But the Lord said, I'm going to send you back because I want you to do certain things. I want you to feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Not just with the word, but practically. Go and feed them. And I want you to tell them, I love you. 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 He then showed me that everything that I would do from 24 to 50 was training, business training, marketing, sales, filmmaking, you name it. All of it was training, seminaries, everything. But he told me, when you turn 50, I will take the reins of your life. I am, will take the reins of your life. And your life will change dramatically, dramatically. And you will go back and then you will go to America. You will go to India. And then you will take the word around the world and tell them, I am coming. You, as me, Christine, will see my return. So for hundreds of years, we've said, oh, he's coming, he's coming, the Lord's coming, he's coming, you know, he's coming. I assure you, he is coming. Are you ready? Are you saved? Are you absolutely sure that if you took your breath, your last breath right now, are you sure that Yeshua is going to say, I know her, I know him. He is, she is, one of mine. When I had gone through that whole life-changing experience, which was so full of compassion and love and mercy and glory and power and strength and real, this radio show is real, real Real talk. This is real talk that I'm giving you. Heaven, hell, it's not a concept. It's not a thing in your mind. It's real. It's a place. It's a place. It is our final resting place. It is our eternal. You're there for eternity. You don't want to be in hell for eternity. You want to go to our Lord. He came He came here and he went back and prepared a room, a place for you. And I've made a film about this. Because I was shown everything. I saw the other side of that. And oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. It's so pure, so beautiful. I want to see all of you there. I want to see you there. So, as we have done my book, 50 Things I've Learned in 50 Years of Life. And I talk about this and so much more. We now have a song that we are putting together in a music video. And then a touring show called come God is saying to you right now come and so if you are listening to this live or if you are listening to this recording God is saying to you right now come 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 to me and so we say Lord I'm a sinner I'm not worthy but I, I understand that you came, you, you gave your son who died on the cross for me. 
who paid the price of sin for me. Father, Abba, I confess everything that I've ever done wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Please forgive me. Forgive me. I'm nothing without you. I'm empty. I'm realizing that now. I'm realizing I'm empty. I can't do this alone. I can't. I can't. Please come. Come. Come into me now. Come into me now. Come into me now. Take over my life. Take over my mind, my heart, my soul, my life. Take over my life. I want to be yours. I want you to know me. Come into me now. Come. And if you can pray that prayer from the depth and core of who you are, you can accept Christ into your life now. Then you will stand where I stood. And Yeshua will say, I know her. I know him. They're one of mine. And your future is guaranteed. Prepare your children for this. Prepare everyone. Prepare yourself for this. And I say this with the covering over each and every one of you. Let me cover you with the blood of Yeshua. Let me say, our Father in heaven, place your hand upon my brother. Place your hand upon my sister. Heal them. Heal them. Walk with them. Move. Move through them. And may each and every one of them fulfill what it is that they came here to do. For your glory. For your glory, Lord. For your glory. And I ask this in the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I pray that all that have listened and heard that you have come, that you have made up your mind to, to surrender all. You may say, all right, I'm already saved, I already know him, but that you in your heart know there are things that you've held on to, things that you thought you had to take care of on your own, um, burdens that you still held and bear on your shoulders. And God, in, as, as Dr. Christine was saying, is saying, come, come to him, but also come and relieve yourself of the burdens and the cares and, and all the troubles that, that have plagued you. 
because these things will distract you and keep you from the thing that he created you for. One of the things that I heard so prevalent when she was speaking and she was saying that he created you for a specific task. And when we allow these cares to take us off our focus of him, then it takes us away from that task and it takes us out of the place of being the blessing that he created us to be for those that are around us. Another really powerful thing that that she shared was how our lives play out moment by moment, but not from our perspective of what we did, but from the perspective of everybody around us and how our thoughts and our actions and our words affect everyone around us. I pray that you've heard that. And, and, and I feel led to just tell you, if you know that you said something or you did something and you know after hearing this testimony that it would have had a negative effect on that person that you did it to or you said it to, I'm saying get it right. Go to that person. Apologize. Apologize. Get it right. Get it right. Come. Come share the love of God that he has shared for you because he has forgiven you of much. And know that in your heart that as he has forgiven you of much, to whom much is given, much is required. He's requiring of you to go and get it right with those that you may have hurt and offended. Sometimes you do it unknowingly, but there are times that you've done it and you knew exactly what you were doing. We know how to push the button and the emotions of other people in our lives. So I'm saying get it right. Get it right before him. Tanya, what what do you want to share in light of all that we've heard? I just, I'm having an aha wow moment right now. But I really want to just say I thank God because I'm where you are. I've been so hard on myself, beating myself up. Where have I? Where is my walk in Christ all the time? I always take inventory. But I just thank God for her word this morning because it lets me know that I'm closer than I thought that I was. Hmm. And that's what I'm thanking God for because where I felt I was so far away because I'm so hard on myself in my walk. I realize that I thank God because his mercy and his love still endures forever. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, yes. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I think we lost D.L. D.L., are you here? Yeah, I thought we lost this call. But uh, I've just been so blessed. I have so, so been blessed. And, And I've received my own importation of the love of God because, you know what, that's something that we can receive on a daily basis. Every single day, we can receive a fresh and a new impartation of his love. And and I'm grateful because I've received a fresh, a fresh impartation this morning of his love for us. Dr. Christine, thank you so very, very much. Thank you for coming and for sharing the love of God with us and for sharing your, your journey with us. Um, if you would, please, please um, let our listeners know how they can can touch bases with you, how they can get your book, um, and and just just share your heart for the the final final moments of the the show. 
First of all, I'd like to thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, and I want to dedicate this show and and raise it to our, our Lord. We are nothing without Him. So glory to God. Um, my book can be purchased at any uh, any bookstore. It's Fifty Things I've Learned from Fifty Years of Life by Christine Mercy Overton. Um, and if you want to uh, contact me, please join NFM, which stands for Now Faith Ministry, NFM Bible Seminary. Uh, it's on Facebook. Uh, we are about to launch on LinkedIn as well. But NFM Bible Seminary, um, I teach on there every day. I have done a foundational course on every book in the Bible. I'm doing advanced uh, courses as well. Um, but I teach through the Holy Spirit every morning uh, on NFM Bible Seminary. That is a great way for you to, uh, to I am nothing. I am nothing. Um, God is everything. So you want to, um, to come close to God, you can come close to him through my teachings. But my book you can get pretty much anywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, etc. Thank you. Thank you for having me, my sisters, my brother, uh, and glory to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. God bless you all. I love each and every one of you. My door is always open, always open to any of you. If you need prayer, comfort, whatever, my door is always open. And let me let me say this because I didn't share it at the top of the show, and I, I mentioned it was just an oversight on my side, on my part. But Dr. Christine is also um, a hospice. Um, certified hospice caregiver. So um, for those of you that have loved ones that um, are in the final stages of life or, or possibly that you've lost um, a loved one, she she is a very, very, very blessed resource that you can reach out to and she can help you. She can help you. So I, I just really wanted to put that out there as well. Well, we, we're at the end. We've kind of went over a few minutes, but so be it, because this was just so special. This was just so special, and I just I thank God for for everybody that is tuned in. I would encourage you because the the, the recording is is going to be live in the archives. Um, you can always come back and listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com backslash minister coilat. Um, and you, you can find it on my, my my Facebook page. I'm all over the Internet. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Google+. And the link to this broadcast will be on all of those medials, mediums. So um, please, please, please encourage your friends, whoever, your pastors, your whatever, to listen, to listen. Because, like I said, I believe that there was a great impartation of the love of God released here on today and also of the the ability to release all that that you've held on to, your cares, your worries, your concerns. So to God be the glory. Thank you once again, Dr. Christine, for being with us. And thank you to our, our listeners for tuning in. Um, and, and we're prayerful and knowing, <laughs> prayerful but yet knowing that this has been a blessing to you. God bless you, and we will see you again next week. Let's keep it
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.